0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to People Add Value Experience. I am exceptionally excited. Today, we have a very unique person on the podcast, as most of them are. Emily, last name changed? Little. Little, yes. yes. Almost said day. Almost. I still so close. get caught.
1: It's a little... So
0: close. Sorry about that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I worked with her dad for a little bit. Coach Day, that's sort of just how it goes. I mean, yeah. first name. Anyways, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today, so she is a teacher... So as they say in in the south god bless her. <laughs> Very. God yep. Bless her. yep. Thank you. Um and as well as she owns her own side business, um so she is an art teacher and her side business is painting. And you know, while there's some more traditional larger ones you may have heard of, she has her own unique company and I'll let her go ahead and tell everyone listening a little bit about herself okay. and her company okay. just the sort of generic side of the house very brief wow. 90 seconds okay and then we're gonna dive into your background and how you got to where you are today so okay first off please yeah tell us you know hey your name and all that fun stuff
1: okay so my name is emily little i got married um two years ago coming up on new year's eve uh so i i I think that's something like a quick side bit people don't tell you about like for 28 years of my life I go by this last name and changing it I was exceptionally excited to do but I forget sometimes so (laughs) um, yes I live over in Santa Rosa Beach and I am an art teacher at a private school called Ohana and I also own my own small business uh, called The Traveling Painter so I do it during the day with um, students, kindergarten through six, teach um, art lessons, activities. Um, I am a co-art teacher there. And then at night and on weekends and holidays, I do kind of like paint and sip style events yeah. and all over the area. So
0: Wait, yeah. I've never heard Did you say co-teacher painting? Yes,
1: yes. So I, How does that work? I, that. Um, I work part-time this year. So I go in every day from 10 to 2. And I am a co-teacher, so there's a, um, like, we're second, or kind of dual art teaching uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. So um, her name is Sunny, and she's amazing. Very cool. Um, Yeah, so she's there all day, and then I come in 10 to 2, and we um, tackle kindergarten through sixth grade art together.
0: Fantastic. So the co-teaching 10 to 2, and then at night, you do your traveling painting. Yeah. So um, being, did you actually grow up in this area? So you're from...
1: Yeah, yeah. So I moved here when I was seven. So Niceville, Florida. Yeah, Niceville. And um, I, my parents still live here. And um, so I went to Plu when I moved. Oh. Um, yep. And then for a couple of years went to Blue Water once we shifted to Blue Water Bay. Then Ruckle Middle School, Niceville. I graduated. And then I went to UCF in Orlando. And then I came back and taught for four years at Niceville. Wow. Yeah. I tried to leave and I just, it keep is coming back. Great.
0: Place isn't it? it I, tell I know you, it is. A it really, really is. It is a great place. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I read about the UCF and then you know FSU. Was doing a oh, very yeah. interesting year in football and oh, college it football is. this year. Yes. Um, so with with the the teaching now at the private um institute or mm-hmm. whatever, that's that's I didn't even know that existed. There was a private.
1: Yeah. So um, Letty um is one of the the founder and she um started homeschooling her daughter. So she it started really small as kind of like a group of of kids just right around her in her neighborhood. And then it's grown so large. And now it's a whole K through 12 school. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, And it's right over in Inlet Beach. Um, It's in actually kind of like kind of hidden behind um, 30 Avenue, the shopping center. So we kind of take up that whole back building over there. And so um, we do a lot of cool different electives um, like robotics, debate, oh, art, okay. theater. Wow! Yeah, so this is my second year there, um, and it's been really, really awesome.
0: So the, the ten to two is, is that a is that considered part? What would be like full eight to four or um, whatever? Like yeah,
1: that? yeah. So I guess eight to three or it's like eight to three thirty would be full time. Um, so with my small business, it kind of picked up, and so they were really gracious in allowing me to. Um, still stay on part-time That's and, great. and yeah so I still get the benefit of working with the kids and then still have time kind of like for my mental health it was a lot doing both yeah. last year um, just tiring and so um, it really worked out pretty perfectly to be able to still kind of keep doing both.
0: Great so I'm curious you know going back a little bit growing up in the local community at what point did you say hey I you know I like art like when when did that happen in your life?
1: Oh she would love to know this and she is deservedly. So, um, Kim Nihill Taylor was my art teacher in high school and I absolutely loved her class. I was in it all four years. Um, I had really great friends, but she was just like a phenomenal teacher and I learned a lot. And then once I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I like changed my major like seven (laughs) times. Um, and so, I don't know. I just kind of kept going, going back to it. I took like a drawing class once a semester, at least some art related class. And then when I graduated, this like opportunity came up. So I did everything required to, to become a teacher in Florida, which at the time was very difficult. There were a lot of, which is good, but like, it was a lot of courses just to kind of set you up for success. And, um, so once I did those, um, yeah, I just loved it. I love working with, really people of any age. I really just like when they are interested in art and right. if I can set up an environment where they like it or they can get something out of it, that's why I really enjoy doing it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's
0: great. Um, I, I, It's, it's funny because like I think people get their passions ignited in different places And sometimes their passion is merely a side hustle or hobby. yeah. And then some people have the opportunity to like live their passion every day. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like twofold from what I'm hearing for you. So you get to do it like pretty much all day long.
1: Spoiled, really. Yeah. I I don't know how it worked out so well. And going back to like trying to leave Niceville and come back, I don't know that it would have grown like my small business Mm -hmm. in such a way anywhere else because I feel like People in the community are the ones that let me start doing it at their businesses and buying things from me as commissions. To where, you know, when I lived in Miami for a couple of years during Ooh. the pandemic, it was <laughs> rough. A little, it was just a lot was shut down. <laughs> I like and how you're
0: trying to find a word. You're like, ah! it was just,
1: it was like, it was eye opening, kind of like yeah. I, I talked about going to this big city and I'd love it. And pandemic aside, like it's a little bit lonely with as yeah. many people and my husband had like really odd hours and I didn't know anyone in Miami. Oh wow. And so I think it made me even more realize that I love this area and I feel super cozy. And I think traveling painter has been able to grow because of that. So yeah, I feel really lucky to be able to do both and not everyone gets to do that. So Yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah. So at so did you get your I know the but did you get your <laughs> degree in art?
1: Oh, so my undergrad, no, I changed it. Like I said, like, right? Seven I times. Mean, cinema yeah. studies. Uh, I there. I mean, I can't even think. So I ended up doing uh, marketing, my bachelor's of science in marketing communications, because I'm like, it's vague, but or not vague, but hopefully I could do a lot with it. Yeah. Or, and and still, I went back, and um, I like the idea of doing events, and 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 you know letting something grow. And I was on, uh, um, involved in UCF, um, marketing as my undergrad. That was my, I was a communications manager where we set up a lot of events at the student union and I loved it, like decorating for it, promoting it. Um, seeing how many people come and attend, um, is super gratifying. And like, I feel like it's just a really good reflection of like all of your effort. So I wanted to do something in that realm, like, creative but work with a lot of people Mm -hmm. um so that's why teaching really did interest me so much when it when the opportunity came up um not that it hasn't been like i've learned so much from it like i've grown a lot from my first year but um that's that's kind of what i wanted to do something art related was my goal when i did my undergrad It took me a while. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I loved college.
0: (laughs) Nothing like an eight-year bachelor's. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: to be honest, I broke my arm um, ice skating really bad, like in three places my junior year. And um, it it put me back a semester because I had to like withdraw a couple of classes. It was like right around finals. I had to have um, surgery on it. So I blame that, you know, (laughs) for my extra year.
0: (laughs) We won't tell anybody. It's okay. Yeah. that's, That's fantastic. That's what I blame. So you, you did the marketing. I I am curious though, you said that there was an opportunity arose and that's why you chose to not find a job in marketing because something came up from like networking or communications that said, Hey, there's this, you know, position. So you're like, well, and I can, I can sort of take my, my love from the past and and just sort of jump and skip past the marketing Mm -hmm. woes of trying to find a job, if you will, and just go right into art. Is that sort of what happened?
1: I had a job offer oddly at the, um, there's like this large Crayola store to do their marketing down there in Orlando. And it actually was like a very cool opportunity. But, um, when I just came home for a random weekend, I ran into, um, Kim and she was like, you know, she just gotten promoted and was talking and my dad was there. And so we just kind of talked about it kind of not like joking, but like, yeah. how weird would that be to like, go back to the classroom that I and, and I did, and it was wild. I was like 22 or 23 as my first year. And it was so, I was so scared, but, um, it really was awesome. I felt once again, like safe, a lot of my old teachers were there. So wow. yeah, it was, it was really cool. They were so helpful. and um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, it was, it was really unexpected, but I just decided it was a big thing. Like, do I stay in Orlando? Cause I loved Orlando. Um, but it just worked out to come back here. And I stayed with my parents for a couple of months and I was like, all right, well, got to find, (laughs) got to find a place. (laughs) Yeah. Once I graduated, I was like, I think I'm going to be here for a little bit. So,
0: so I have two different topics that are going to have different questions, but I'm going to start with the art before I talk about teaching or ask about teaching, I should say. So what is your favorite medium? Oh, and art.
1: I, I think painting, um, acrylic specifically, I'm Getting a little bit more into watercolor, but mm. I think painting for sure.
0: Like canvas, organic oh. backgrounds, oh. Um, houses, walls, windows.
1: Oh, I my favorite, but probably least practical for the moment um, would be recycled forms of painting. I took like a whole class during my master's program um, on upcycled like reusable earthwork art Mm -hmm. and I loved it. And um, so I love like taking things that already exist, painting on onto them. Um, But I, I've kind of experimented with a lot, I guess most common canvas. Mm -hmm. I feel really comfortable working with the material and that kind of thing. Um, But I'll try any, any surface once and see how it goes. (laughs) So
0: I have probably two (laughs) of the hardest questions you're gonna have to answer all day. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. What is your favorite color?
1: oh probably oh this is so hard i'd say probably red
0: okay red yeah okay secondary question or second question is who's your favorite artist
1: oh that is so easy oh sorry Sorry. (laughs) okay i shouldn't say that to all the others i guess i'll say too um i did my master's thesis on helen frankenthaler she is a rock star artist um abstract expressionist um And uh, she was just awesome. Like the scale, the size, everything. Um, She and this other group of women around the time of like, kind of like Jackson Pollock, where a lot of the, you know, the guys are getting a lot of the glory. These like really fierce um, women were just like, we can do that too. So I think from her personality, Helen, um, but Jean-Michel Basquiat is like a contemporary 80s artist. And he's grown. Unfortunately, he passed away in the 80s, but his artwork has grown. I mean so valuable today, but he was just awesome. He promoted, uh, like fought for a lot of like social injustice. Um, he was part of like a lot of the art in the Harlem Renaissance movement. Oh, wow. Um, so those are my two top two for sure. That's for great. Yeah.
0: So from a stylistic standpoint, like when you're painting, do you like realism, expression, pointillism, like what kind of, as far as I'm um, styling,
1: I really like abstract visually okay. art just because so many people are like, questioning it i kind of like that someone is just doing whatever they want and it it maybe is like very subjective and everyone kind of sees something different um i'm most probably envious of realist painters Mm. because that's probably my weakest area so i'm probably most in awe or inspired by like more realistic painting but my style is kind of like funky abstract stylized
0: Here's the plug, right, for the future. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to to my latest one, but we talked a lot with my buddy Logan Campbell about how AI is affecting his business, mm -hmm. Um, complementing it more than anything else, right? And there's two sides of the AI. There's the automation of processes that you can do. um, And then there's the, well, there's not two, there's multiple. There's the machine learning, deep learning, all these fun things that AI is doing. How have you felt in the art world and arena, I'm going to call it business industry because it technically is, Um, on both sides of the fence, right. Right. Whether that's teaching or also your side hustle, Mm -hmm. how have you felt that AI is going to affect you sort of, I guess, a pro and con from the instance, or maybe they're both pros. How have you seen it so far for you?
1: Um, I guess maybe more from like, not directly toward me, but like just in general, like in the art world, um, I think it could be good in terms of like the sharing and expression and like, maybe like altering of art with AI can just this faster replications Mm -hmm. can be done. I guess maybe the con could be like, is it too digital? Is it too like, you know, not me. I love the idea of like hand painting everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it goes back to even like the cricket, (laughs) like something like I love to hand write and create and stuff like that. So I guess maybe maybe that sense, just maybe feeling like everything could be taken too fast. But is that a bad thing? I don't know. Like, I think the exposure and art can do so much with AI that I haven't seen it be negatively affected too much, I guess so far.
0: Yeah. It's funny. So I've talked to two different graphic artists, right? Which is a little bit different, Mm -hmm. right? Cause a lot of the stuff they do is digital. They, they create digitally and they're like, Oh, I'm going to be out of a job and blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, this is your time to get smart on it. Mm-hmm. This is the time to learn about it and complement yes. and strengthen what you already know.
1: Cause it's going to happen. It's like, it's, it's, already, there. it's, it's like, already there. It's already yeah, there. Exactly. So an
0: example, pardon me, I was watching something and it's, it's this. And I talked a little bit about this previously is you can use two things. So there's chat GBT and then mm-hmm. there's Bard, which is the Google version. Yep. You can ask it or tell it depending right. if it's listening to us right now or not. <laughs> oh, okay. right. Um, hey, give me a 500,000, 2,000 word description of, I always use the example because I saw it like a video on on a pirate, a hyper-realistic pirate with whatever background setting, so on and so forth, right? Okay. So it takes that, spits out a 2,000 word descriptive whatever of what you just sort of based it to do. And you tell it at the end, like, do it for um, Mind Journey or one of the other myriad of other AIs out there that deal right. with graphics. And you copy and paste it into the AI, mind tuner or whatever else. And it will spit out some of the most phenomenal, hyper-realistic stuff you've ever seen in your right. life. Now, here's the side that that I think that people really need to look into is, from a, from a computer graphic standpoint, a graphic designer is, I could right now go in and do that same thing and go, but I want to do, I own a taco truck. Yeah. So I want to do, hey, send me a... Um, Create me something with a turtle eating a taco with a beach background and two umbrellas and people or something. Right. right? But give me a thousand words. Boom. Put it in there. Spits it out. Okay. Create an advertisement for that in four variations. (laughs) Now I don't have to worry about paying a graphic artist. I don't worry about anything else. I've done this all myself and it's free. Yeah. Right. And I go out there and I use it. And if I ever want a variety of changing colors, I go back in and use that same thing and say, change these colors or change these words or add words to it or whatever else And I'm like, that's great. But like, so graphic artists can go, okay, cool. I can create this and be like, okay, enhance this, add two turtles in the background, do whatever else. Right. So you can take a creation and then complement that and be able to provide that or have an awareness. And like, this is the part, right? The marketing is how can you market yourself saying I use AI to enhance whatever you have and make it more realistic? Because I will tell you, there's some really funny stuff. If you've seen it out there, somebody posted on their Facebook was, um, it was like Marines eating crayons. Oh my gosh. So that's like a thing, Right. In the military it's a joke oh right? okay it's like they eat crayons um that's, but i've never heard that if you oh yeah it's that's it's funny if you expand it their fingers are all weird and pointed most of their eyes are crossed because it was digitally made right okay. it wasn't made for that so it's like you know, hey, I can take some some pictures of your building, take some pictures, of whatever that, and then use AI to enhance it and give right. you like a really good graphic, yeah. right? That might be something better than you can do on your own. Yeah. So so take that and compliment it and run with it. Right. So, but it's interesting from your from your eyes and your perspective, like you said, is maybe that doesn't fit as well in the abstract side.
1: Right. That I could see that, and I mean, I think even in general, I wish even in college, I took kind of more digital classes because we're just already there and existing in that, in that world, because it only helps you. I think like, even I have a projector sometimes to help me with proportion or like, you know, just certain thing, my iPad can measure out certain things for me. And it only makes my artwork, I think, look more successful. So it is just a a nice blending of, of both things and making sure it's still your own voice. But Kind of using those tools to right. to help, you know, use your voice, I think is a good thing.
0: Here, here's my transition from art to teacher, but <laughs> using a transitional. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think it would be necessary for people that are interested in art to start learning that fifth grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade college? What do oh, you think?
1: Like, like anything digital? Well, just,
0: digital and, I, oh, and AI usage.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I teach, like I said, kid, kindergarten through sixth grade, and I have some fourth grade students that are creating their own video game just like for fun, and they already are so familiar with um, – of course, I'm not going to be able to to remember the the um, program, but sure. it was like they are building this game, and it can – it's just like – you know, I don't play video games. Like, Super Nintendo <laughs> is like really my extent. But yeah, sweet. But <laughs> I'm fascinated, like, and I think – they are already what 8 at that point and yeah. they can start picking it up and they would prefer that over you know like handwriting or anything cuz they're so good on the computer already right. so i think elementary school is not not too soon at all and yeah. will only benefit them to 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 kind of start early on that i wish i had yeah
0: yeah i get it i think like the ai would have a little bit more structure and parenting or supervision just depending on again oh, if it's I'm at sure. home or not yes. because yes. you can get you can get carried away very quickly with that kind yes. of stuff um, even though, and I don't, it's, it's funny if you've watched it and we've talked like everyone I've ever talked to about AI, like Elon Musk. And I forgot the president of Google who's dealing with the AI. Um, it, it, they're both like very big into like, Hey, we need some kind of structure and stuff because yeah. this can get out of control really quick. So wild. Um, and it's already there. But <laughs> I mean, if you think about in our future right now, right, you have everything global and then you have, you know, whatever kind of conflicts occurring at whatever time you have AI and you have quantum computing. And that merriment and going on in the future, I mean, it's oh. it's some pretty legit, crazy stuff.
1: Literally crazy. Yes. And I mean, impressive, too. I'm like, I'm in shock just to watch certain things happen. Um, and I just want to learn more about it because that is something that like is very new to me even still. So just reading about it, let alone incorporating it.
0: What do you think about the technology that people can take pictures of art and it tells you what it is and who oh, did it and all that stuff?
1: Like Google search images. Yeah. yeah. Like even their growth and I feel like probably like a year and like you can take a picture of something and then other compliments will just pop up and like, it's wild. And I, and I actually do love that because I think I love art history. I'm such a nerd about it, but like it's wild what they did without any technology. Mm-hmm. And I think realizing that is what in itself so impressive. And then that, I mean, digital AI can just help people learn about it more and in an interactive and yeah. interesting way. So I think that's pretty, pretty unbelievable.
0: Now, did you, have you ever been to the Louvre? Yes. What What did you think?
1: So, so overwhelming. I went with my mom who was such a trooper because I make her go anytime (laughs) I took her to London, New York with me and I spend out like I'm a day or like I'll spend all day. And so I only got to go to like two out of the four. Um, and I think my mom is someone that doesn't, didn't study, I guess maybe like I was a nerd about like Byzantine or like you know ancient roman stuff she goes i kind of feel like we've seen this guy a couple times you know so <laughs> from my standpoint it was very cool um a very like intricately set up and i w- i would love to go back and like do the other half but
0: I'm, you almost need like a week
1: right oh i like, mean my favorite music. well my favorite exhibit i've ever been to was in recently out in la my sister just moved there and uh, we went to the Basquiat, like, um, his family put on this exhibit in, um, kind of like a, I don't know, like a, an abandoned building, but they set it all up and it was so interactive. Those are like my favorite kind where you can like see where they worked or like seen some of their in progress photos and, and that kind of thing. Um, so maybe the Louvre, I guess I would never say overrated in my life, Yeah, but you got to like check it off your bucket list. But I kind of like those small genre focused one exhibits and museums um but i mean i'll never not get tired of going to the Louvre for sure did you
0: go <laughs> so in london there's the one in uh is it Trafalgar i can't say the word trafalgar square i'm not saying oh my gosh oh, um, my friends are gonna yeah, crush me it's with the two i might be getting on this wrong but it's two big lions and i think there's the statue
1: oh, oh um,
0: but then like Right behind it's that giant museum with the stairs that go up like Yeah, I forever. think that's the
1: portrait gallery. Is that what the, it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like there's like, the four lions in they the front.
0: Have, yeah. They have like the three story type paintings. Oh, yeah. And you're like, because you'll see a picture of it. You're like, okay. And then you go see it in a person. And you're like, holy and, like how pow. they built
1: it. I mean, like, and these were done at, like in 1200s, 1500s. And like the scale, the, the precision on the realism is like, I will never get tired of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got to go to London a couple times as like one of my favorite cities ever. And, um, I went as part of a, like an EF tour type mm-hmm. thing with my mom and some of my teacher friends from Niceville and it was awesome. But I did, I made my mom go to like the Tate Modern, the British Museum, National Gallery. Oh, t- we went to like this small, like private collection one where oh. like the, the swing, like Fragonard swing was there. It was really cool. So she was definitely a trooper that day. Yeah. <laughs> that a lot of walking.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. There's a, um, two of my favorite, uh, paintings ever is, and I'm trying to remember this is bad. They're my favorite. And I don't remember the name of them.
1: Oh, that happens it's, to me all the time.
0: It's, um, it's not the lady in the lake, but it's, it has to do, I think it was from one of Shakespeare's plays. Of, is it lady Ophelia kills herself in the river? Okay. And she's painted and she's laying in the river, like mm-hmm. with her head back and there's flowers along her arms. I don't know why that one strikes me. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And then my oh. other favorite, favorite one, I actually wrote like a paper on it for one of my classes. Mm-hmm. And again, don't remember the name, but it's it's a it's a from the perspective of a lady looking. So she's at a bar and okay. she's looking. There's a bar top. She's looking, and the most of the painting is a mirror and reflection of everybody sitting in the bar. Oh, I love that. Kind. And there's a top. There's a guy with a top hat, and he's sort of the the. the Main figure outside of this girl, so sitting like like the girl's center of of our, i say, a third to the right of the painting, if you will. The guy's like an eighth to the right, and like I said, you can see him sort of looking into the mirror um, from his back of his head perspective, and then the mirror's reflection. But then, the again, the majority 78% of the painting is all the people in the back, mm-hmm. and it's that um, I don't remember if it was Monet or not. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm this is terrible. You're gonna strike me down.
2: Oh, you get a senior no. class,
0: teach life. That's absolutely what it is. not. <laughs> But those are my two favorite. I, I was very fortunate, so I lived in a town called Newmark in England. I lived there three years, so okay. I was twenty minutes from Cambridge, and I could just go to London. Um, I mean, so jealous. Not too far, <laughs> but Cambridge had this amazing museum. you could go in, and they had some like Van Gogh, like dra- uh, like sketches and like yeah. just little ones. Um, do you know who Ruben is? I'm not saying it right, am I?
1: Peter Paul Rubens.
0: Is is that it? That sounds right. It's an artist. So he painted it. It was amazing. It was a, it was like a boy. Madonna. It was like a bull um, and some, I really got to look this one up. Uh, it was, it was the motion in the the painting. Mm-hmm. It was the brush strokes.
1: It's probably him.
0: Darker colors. Mm-hmm. Um, What was his name again?
1: Peter Paul Rubin. P-
0: maybe that's what it is. Peter Paul Rubin. Yeah. I, and he had a picture in that museum. So the cool part was I got to take art history from a guy. He looked like um, Lickety Schmicket from oh. the, you know, what I'm talking about where he's falling apart. The Jim Carrey. A little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Jim Carrey, uh, like. The unfortunate, Theories of unfortunate events. That's it. Events. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. just like that guy. That was my art teacher. Um, well, we got to go to the Cambridge Museum for one of our classes, oh, wow. and like they're like, okay, walk around, blah blah, pick a plane, Which I had already been there like I don't know ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, All kind of cool stuff, pieces from the Titanic, weird stuff in there. Oh, this museum. I love it. So that. got to go around, pick a painting, and write a, a, a paper about it. So it was all fascinating. So I, I can I can thoroughly appreciate it. But my question for you is, what's what's the what would you hope to envision and that you've done it yourself is when you're actually staring at a painting, mm-hmm. right? Like you see those in the movies, right? For people that are not like really into art oh yeah, and they go and there's these people just staring at painting for like two hours. Oh yeah. So when you're there looking, mm-hmm. right, you're there looking and you're like, oh, I wish other people would feel this. Like yeah. what is the feeling that you get from staring or looking at oh. a really good painting?
1: Well, I I think maybe could be like, first off, like my first initial thought, be like envy, like, wow, I, I would love to be able to like, paint something at a scale, but then just like why they wanted to paint it. Some of them are like the subject matters are like so funny to me. And some of them have no reason why they wanted to create that. Um, But I mean, I just like unique kind of different styles that maybe aren't obvious or, you know, it looks like it could be a head or like an animal (laughs) eating a food. I don't know, something like that. I love those kind of ones just because depending on what you're going through as the viewer, it could alter how you see the painting Mm. and it's like a huge metaphor. So I think, I think that kind of thing is just really cool about art. And yeah, I mean, my sisters are the same way they'll go with like my sister, Jay, I think was like, Oh yeah, I'll go to this exhibit with you. Cause I'm like, can we please go? It's on Monday. They extended it. Right. And um, so we went and she was like, I was like really into it. And like, I feel like I learned about his whole life from just looking at his artwork and you know, artists are emotional people and I feel like they do tell a story. And so I just like love reading and seeing how, like what kind of story or what they were trying to do with it.
0: So. Yeah. Did you ever that. go to the, it's been traveling around, but and the Van Gogh experience.
1: Oh yeah, I, I did go. Um, we went over to the one in Pensacola uh-huh. and same thing. Like I love Van Gogh. Um, I, actually like I do these paint nights where we, I call them paint like an artist. So mm-hmm. we base our painting of oh, the night cool. paint and sip on a famous painting. So we have done like, I love Van Gogh. I think like his, his artwork you, is universal. People recognize it. Um, so we did the, a couple of them, the sunflowers and then cafe terrace at night. And I loved how they were kind of was like mixing digital with a classic um, that we were talking about earlier, the immersive museum, because like all the flowers kind of fall off yes. the tree that he painted so that's another way to take something hand done and make it digital or AI and entertain entertaining.
0: I, I did not realize some of the artwork that he did that was so dark. Oh. Like, like ho- holy cow dark.
1: So sad. He like, was so sad all the oh time.
0: Oh my God. Like you always see like, okay, the worst case scenario, the ones they show where he painted, where he cut his ear off, mm-hmm. right? But there was some like uber dark black, oh heavy paint yeah. charcoal I mean, I starry charcoal, night like,
1: is like literally like his view from himself being in a mental hospital and like everyone knows that painting but there's a lot of like sadness in those <sighs> in those curves <laughs> i know it
0: is it's striking um so so thank you very much for all that information yeah. by the way but i want to talk a little bit about teaching okay and then we'll get into your business a little bit later okay. so what have you learned As far as your style, like through some trial and tribulations, if you will, trial and error to now that you've gotten to, I would, I would consider it proficient. You've been doing it how many years now? uh, seven. Oh, I guess it depends who we ask. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go to have no today. I like to say proficient. (laughs) What have you found works for you? Like when, like as a teaching style, like what works for you?
1: It's funny, I actually get asked this a lot like what grade's your favorite or anything like that and I really do try, I think the first thing is like be really authentic and kind of talk to them one-on-one. Um I think if you're direct but kind, mm-hmm. you get such a good result. And I'd say that for high school, I think you could be a little bit more like, you know, you know. John, if you don't want to do your assignment and fail art one, that's on you. Like I've passed art one and all this kind of stuff. I think you could have a little bit more like camaraderie or like, you know, kind of talk a little bit seriously with them. So that's probably my favorite part about high school. You can be very real and authentic. And that's always, I think, my goal kind of with anything. But like with teaching, I understand that maybe art for some of them isn't their, their passion or their mm-hmm. long thing, but just to respect the ideas, respect the materials and kind of, I act the same way that I would want them to act. So right. like really calm. I don't get mad very often, like just really I'm teaching art. It's literally the best subject in the whole world yeah. to get to teach in my opinion. Um, And so I feel like just being, you know, not I wouldn't say even friend, but just like, speak to them like how I would speak to anyone Mm -hmm. like even if they're five they they will understand and you know not and just kind of be firm but fair and like I think that's kind of how I've always started I've definitely learned you know don't be too lenient or too go at it however you want but um just setting like specific boundaries like if you guys work with me 20 30 minutes your last 10 minutes you know you can have a little free time like Mm -hmm just being very fair and then making it still fun for them because it is an elective um, for the most part, unless it was like a college course um, that I was teaching. Um, So that's kind of how I've always tried to be. I think I've gotten a little bit better at classroom management in terms of like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say discipline. I don't really have, I have the luxury, I guess, to not have to deal too much with discipline, but just maybe being a little more direct, I think, Mm reminding them all that you're the teacher they're the students type right. of thing
0: um what have you found is the most i don't know what what i guess children have been most receptive to like during the school year in art H- has it been like hey we get to do clay and everyone's like oh. yeah clay and they get to oh, learn yeah. the wheels and get with the kiln and put mm-hmm. it in then glaze it one of my favorite things to do by the oh way. yes um or was it more like hey sketch or one of my other favorites was using is it is the appropriate Indian ink, the black ink? Indian ink, yeah. So you do like a bunch of pastels and then you put the Indian ink on and then you scratch off your... Oh, yeah. Like what are you... Um,
1: I think, well, they, you can do kind of a form like that as like a batik because sometimes that was uh, traditionally done with like fabrics. But yeah, you can like soak it mm-hmm. and then a lot of the colors from the India ink will mute it, but then certain colors still pop through. But you can do that with like crayon. Like I, I'm i a big fan of that. Like um, taking materials that you could do you know, no matter what school you're a part of, like it doesn't have to be this like very expensive over the top fancy pencil, but mm-hmm. like how you can take a bunch, honestly, cardboard is literally one of my, the students' favorite things to use because it's durable. They can mold it however they want. I love painting on cardboard. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Um <laughs> So I think it's a resource, a resource that like using materials that I think can be used amongst many uh, amongst the masses is my favorite style of like getting kids into it. Um, they love anything tactile from Mm -hmm. what I've learned, like clay, they like we're doing clay right now. We're making like pinch pots, um, as part of like our holidays around (gasps) the world. So is that the coil? So you do,
0: you do a strand, a coil, 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 coil. Is oh. that, are you talking about pinch like um, you pinch just, it? Yeah,
1: literally pinching around so you um, have enough room for, to put the candle in it. But it's funny, the coil technique you're talking about, we were debating between, which was uh. just <laughs> literally two days ago. So. I remember
0: all that. I have a really good friend that was an art teacher for a while, college level. And then I can't remember if she's still teaching or not. She does some art on the side, uh-huh. but like, I think we were in the same class and they were doing the wheels and I remember doing the coil actually when I was young too, but you roll out the clay uh-huh. and then put it Graphic. around. And when you said pinch, because I think I remember pinching the, the edges together. So it...
1: It smooths it yeah, at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So anyways, that's funny that you said that. But yeah. Yeah. But then like throwing the wheel and putting your thumbs and slowly pulling it apart and pulling it up at the same time. Exactly. To, to Even make... it
1: out. And that's something I would like... Um, we, we've kind of been... Um, Sunny and I have been talking about like how we can raise money for like what materials. And I think like a pottery wheel is something on our list. Like they would love... I think, yeah, spending a lot of time on it while initially the students may not love it, what they, if they stay with it, because they always want to start something new, I guess, like each class they're like, let's start a new project. And I'm like, let's really take our time building one. I think Mm -hmm. they're really proud of those. So while they're, you know, they want to build a lot of different things, I think kind of teaching them to stay consistent with one project is something that like in elementary school, it is a a learned practice Mm -hmm. that I think it's important as like elective teachers to instruct like taking your time with anything an assignment um you know learning a new skill i think is really important so a pottery wheel i think would allow them to grow i can't remember
0: if it was my fifth or sixth grade teacher i think his name was mr McGooglin. I think he passed away pretty young and it was like room at mill that he like he sneezed and blew along. I, I don't remember. It was room oh, room. No. <laughs> I was ter- terrible, but he had a kiln in our room. Yeah. Like it was an art room, by the way. This was like normal sixth grade room, but oh, he had it wow. like in his room and that was like a big, like he used art a lot. Yeah. That was his thing. Um, amazing though. Like mm-hmm. amazing to see that process and have an understand. And it, like it helped in my 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 further along art classes and like making making masks out of clay and stuff and right and i was always like oh it fell apart no it's just two pieces and then i'll make like an edge i yeah. was always like that person like it never turned out but I was like it's ab- like you yeah. abstract so you just lean this part of the mask out and the and then the front sits in Ooh, isn't that cool that's here's the back new, of the head Innovative. Yes. yes yes now my parents are like trying to get rid of it every time they come they're like dumping off artwork that yep. I what do you want to do and I'm like actually we'll probably stick in the back and put a yeah. plant in it at this point like it's yeah. glazed you need like,
1: like a, <laughs> that needs to be in a museum <laughs> I think that's something that even in my classes that are like paint and sip fun people are so hard on themselves sometimes and I'm like. Guys, this was playing like an hour ago, and they're always like, You have to say that. And I'm like, Really? I don't, you know. <laughs> but I, and I think you can, I do believe everyone has a positive element of their artwork. It doesn't have to be like the Mona Lisa, right? But I think that there is a positive, you know, the time you took, how you made it shape that way. Yeah. It could be completely backwards, but it's, I think both teaching in school and for fun, my events, like, I think people should just embrace, you know, it doesn't have to look just like, you know, what they pictured. I, I love it. And scale. that's perfect.
0: So from the, cause this goes into teaching, like, so you've taught a lot of different grades. Um, you love being a teacher. i have been doing it for seven years. How did you even start or get interested in like, Hey, I want to do my own business and like how, how please tell me that story I'm very curious how that happened
1: it's really funny so I I don't even know what what brought it up but I had been talking about it for a while honestly with some of my older high school students I was like it'd be cool to offer a kid's class somewhere and I was like you know it could be like something fun to do on the side um and a way to work with younger kids. So it was third planet that I grew up with. Um, Abby, the youngest daughter of the McCool's that own third planet. And so I've been really close with them most of my life, honestly, since second grade. And so they let me do it. They're like, yeah, sure. You can try it. Try to do one in the, the small like satellite room. Yeah. And I'll never forget. It was like nine kids I think came and, um, it was my mom helping me set up and we were like, We've, I mean, I've learned so much since that first day, but just like thinking back makes me like really laugh. Like we had all this paint set up and we're like, come grab whatever you want. Like eight year olds, like pouring all of this paint out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, but they're like these giraffes and I'll never forget it. It was, it was awesome. And so we started doing like a kid's class once a month and then, uh, or maybe once every couple of months. And then, um, I think uh, there was a lady Kathy Schumacher like a mate, incredible artist in the community. She was doing the adult ones for a while and then when she had stopped I kind of reached out to her. I was like, "Hey, like just want to make sure if if like I'll try the adult one if as long as you know, never to overstep on anyone." Right. But and she hadn't wasn't doing them anymore. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll try an adult one and I loved it. And so my first couple of like practices, I made like my family come over to my parents' house and like had all my friends. (laughs) And I was like, I want to practice like with you guys as my like participants. So it really started so small. And then slowly I kind of reached out to other venues and some um, that I had known, some people that I had known in the area. And then some just like random businesses I kind of reached out to. I was like, Hey, I'd love to try this here. And it was so slow just random at the beginning because I was still working full time. Um, and then just kind of like over time, just added more people and places. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started.
0: We, so yeah. so you said this was just a conversation with like some high school folks. yeah. And then it just became a like they organic growth thing.
1: Oh yeah. Honestly, they were probably seniors at the time and I'd still talk to some of them. That's probably one thing I like loved so much about high school, like a lot of them are still doing art in there every day. Wow! Um, like um, one of my students is graduating from SCAD this semester, and um, another one designs jewelry. And oh wow! She actually made this one right here. Oh man! Yeah, it's so, a
0: purple heart yeah. with a silver
1: like silver. She like hand yeah. punches the jewelry, wow. And that's amazing! Like seeing like their interest for it and them get into it there. And yeah, like traveling painter was a name. We kind of like, I was like, I kind of like this name. And they helped me at a lot of my first events and they came and helped me. They got community service for it. And oh, perfect! I had help to kind of like, it was a win-win. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool.
0: That's great. Yeah. So when you did that, did you decide like, so, so I want to get into more of like the business side now, mm-hmm. if you will. So did you decide, Hey, I want to do like do Business as I want to do an LLC. Like, oh, what, mm-hmm. how did you approach that?
1: So, um, my first, I guess it, I did an LLC 2021 was like, this is a year I feel like I'm gonna like market it more, make it more of a thing, like more of an income rather than a hobby kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so, I um just created an LLC and it's just me. And um,
0: what, how did you create it? What did you use? Oh,
1: I used um, hmm.
0: was it LegalZoom or something SunBiz? sunbiz okay yes. cool
1: i now use taylor brands mm-hmm. um and i actually like shout out taylor brands i hope i don't know but i found them honestly found them on tiktok so like going back to the whole marketing thing and i kind of looked them up and um i wanted to make sure like i'm at a point now i want everything to be correct like mm-hmm. i'm not a big paperwork person um like i'm i try <laughs> i'm right. just not mathy or logical i'm like way more the other space mm-hmm. space casey and so um I wanted it to be all legit and insured and it. However, so they were really easy. I filled out all my paperwork. It's all digital in one location. So that's how I, um, that's how it is now. It's still an LLC, just me. Um, and I think that's maybe my, my, was my biggest fear doing a business. Mm-hmm. I'm so not, I was not businessy at all. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I should try this. And, my parents helped a ton. My husband Josh is a financial planner. He's really great at math and nice. you know, logistics. So um I really utilize them a lot to help me set it all up. But, um, I use Squarespace for my website, yep, ticket too, purchase. Yep, love it. I love Squarespace. yep. and I um, I kind of over time, I learned how to like input a product. Now it's like nothing to just add it and all that kind of stuff working on how to take taxes on out of each thing and make it all legit and pay the right, you know, right amount back. Yeah. And, and so um, those taxes, yeah, I mean, li- <laughs> literally <laughs> you feel so good about a small business and then they're like you owe five grand right. or yes. whatever. And I'm yes. like, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, just like little pieces at a time, I feel like, um, tried to do a logo and, you know, just like little fun things. And now I feel really proud of it. And like, promote it as a business rather than like a hobby. Um, not to say anything about hobby, but right, just like right. it is a income stream now. So
0: so you have to set up a separate account, bank account and all that fun stuff yeah, as well.
1: So um separate business credit card, got um name on um uh, uh business debit, but checking account just right. to kind of only use it for that kind of stuff. And yep. I'm hopeful also too to like write off certain things that sure. we're kind of still learning about yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, just having a person help me, just that knows more about that kind of stuff, and just keeping it all as aligned as I can. Yeah. Um. For from that point of view.
0: Yeah. We just my my wife and I just started using. Which way is it? That way. The is it called I R I? I don't remember what's called C R I or C C R I. You ever heard of them?
1: I've seen them right over oh here. Oh boy,
0: huge difference. Okay. Right. Like, well worth paying them what their knowledge. is. So I didn't realize it's like either it's I think it's national, and I was like, oh wait, this is national. They're just a like office for that. So. Mm-hmm. Their their background researches and the credentials they have to have to be part of that company is is giant and so I you know for this right I, I want to do a do business as right even though it's right. it's not gonna make money for a long time that's okay that's okay I'm not here for that Um,
1: this is I mean <laughs> shout out to the setup please so it is insane but,
0: but like you know like there's the in, initial investment of like some of the equipment and things like that and like I had a logo so here real funny story but for because I don't think I told you but my um, my cousin actually made my intro music for. Um, wow. this channel, and okay. then my friend from high school is a graphic artist who'd made my logos for yeah. me, so it was really that was a cool, like family friend, the best like, part. yeah, starting it up yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I, I've come to find out, so they did a really good job. Like, I, I do line items, I keep all my receipts and all that stuff, and then going in, um, yeah, it just due to the nature of like when you look at Texas, like you said, you're like, holy cow, like, how do I do that? R- really smart, very, anyways, I, I'll look up the name, I'll get it to you later, yeah. but well, yeah. well worth it if you want some legit textbooks yeah. to go through hundred um, percent worth it. So with the separate accounts, um, this should have been pretty easy for you uh, with the exception of your network and, and growth. How did you do some marketing?
1: Oh, well, so I, f- I guess I first started with a Facebook page classic mm-hmm um and then <laughs> no classics my space yeah. but keep going well that's that's true my top seven <laughs> would have been like some of my repeat customers um yeah so i started a facebook page um i i have found that the venues that i work off have i mean the amount of people that go into like let's say third planet alone so we i just kind of utilizing a immediate like Way to purchase, not like go online, find it. You know, search me up. So I've tried to create QR codes where they can just scan it. It goes right to the ticket link they're looking for. So I try to put up uh, flyers wherever I'm at into the venues um, and just you kind of streamline it that way. Squarespace allows me to send out emails to past customers, ones that accept marketing. So I'm, I'm still kind of like you could just constantly like learn new things that Squarespace Mm -hmm. even offers, um, like discount codes for like. Cyber Monday, for instance, you can like send out an email and I got, you know, orders just from them seeing that there's a little bit of a, um, just a little bit of a deal and, you know, following along with what's going on, like the trends of like Black Friday, Cyber Monday type Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, word of mouth is like huge, insane around here, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, so probably those Instagram has grown a little bit more. I've, I've paid for some ads, but I don't know. I, I try to, um, when people check out for their ticket now, Mm -hmm. For my events, I have a drop down of where they heard yeah, about it. Yeah. And then now I have like a really nice oh I can see, you know, word of mouth is where I should put effort, you know.
0: Yeah, sure. What so what is the percentage like eighty and then like ten ten oh, or like what's
1: um the most is word of mouth for sure. Yeah that they drop down and then the next one would be like repeat customer. So it's kind of the same thing. And then Facebook and Instagram are like the next two.
0: So w- is your Facebook greater than Instagram or are they like competing for um, it? Like-
1: I think my, I have more following on Facebook mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I like, when is that it,
0: due to the demographic of your customer?
1: I think I was just going to say that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that Instagram is more if they were to, you know, if they'll follow any, you know, like a little bit younger, I'd say mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 20 to 30. And then Facebook would be like 30 to maybe like 50, just because a lot of them, that demographic, if they're in groups like like com- community Facebook mm-hmm. groups, I tried to join like Niceville word of mouth, Crestview word of mouth, mm-hmm. and just kind of post them in there, um, and just try to reach every age group I can. But I have definitely found like TikTok, I I post, but that's more kind of just to like pr- show what I do mm-hmm. rather than like get acquire customers. I understand unless it's like commissions, but um, but Instagram and Facebook, I guess I use most consistently besides yeah. my website.
0: Uh, So are you part of like the Chamber of Commerce or anything like that? Um,
1: No, I just joined the Cultural Arts Alliance. Um, So that's been really awesome. They do so many events throughout the area. And so by joining that, you kind of get consistent updates about what's going on. You can, um, I'm kind of interested in, well, not kind of, really interested (laughs) in teaching, uh, maybe being a teacher for some of their classes that they offer, because they have a bunch of different campuses. Um, I think, well, three at, that I know of. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm finally a little bit more confident to, yeah, like start maybe joining the chamber or just, you know, being a little bit more business forward with, sure. with, um, traveling painter for sure.
0: Yeah. no, that's fantastic. Uh, what, what are some of the, uh, the trials and tribulations that you've experienced? You said a little bit about, you know, the, having the paint and just sort of giving it to the kids oh, up front. Yes. So, Did it, did it take you a while to learn a little bit of, of sort of like the overhead with costs and how much you should charge? And then how did you, how did you, I guess, come out on the end of that, right? Like, so what was like, here's my learning experience. I went to go pay and then I only got this much in, like, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Oh, so yeah. Like making money, you know, with probably any business for the first few months was definitely like trial and error. And I'd like to say too, I'm sure with you with this, like it first started like money on, you know not the goal right and so i just really was kind of figuring out like oh if i bulk order canvases can i save a little bit of money here i'm a lot more aware now um so i'd say when we started i think i charged 25 dollars for a kid's paint ticket and um so you know now just kind of realizing i travel costs like re- replenishing paintbrushes, aprons easels um paying for your square space each month like those right. type of fees Um, I've kind of built that into the ticket prices. Um, a lot of times, you know, with venues, if it, if it includes a drink, it'll be a little bit more, but then that's a little bit more that I'm kind of covering for that first one. So just kind of being a little bit more aware of that, but I kind of, I feel better about a fair price for what what effort I'm putting in, hopefully what they're getting out of it. Um, so definitely took me a little time though. And then just even like pallets, I used to use like actual pallets to wash them out was off like so time consuming. (laughs) And like, and then I, you know, I try to save the world a little. So I'm like, I don't want to waste paper plates if we don't have to every time. So I buy hard reusable plates from, honestly from Walmart, they're amazing. And my water cups are from there too. Those we've used, you know, you can reuse them for a while, a little bit nicer tablecloths, but we can reuse those for Mm -hmm. a while. Um, so spending maybe a little bit more upfront on something, my easels can now they move to where they, my original ones didn't. So just like upgrading those to where they can now appeal more size canvases. Um, but my mom came up with this trick to put like press and seal on the plates. So when you're done, you just throw away that. And I don't, I don't know. Press and seal is still a little bit bad for the environment, I'm sure too, but it's at least the effort is still there. Right. Yeah. Like we can reuse as much as we can, but that makes cleanup really nice. You just pull up the thing, throw it away. And then, you know, just kind of getting a system working. My husband's so helpful and my mom and dad are local. So anytime I'm really have a big event or mm-hmm. I have a lot back to back, they'll come help me and That's they so kind of cool. know, oh, it's I could not do it oh and I, I they say oh it's just you like it's not just me at all my forced family labor
0: yeah oh and you'll learn about um when you go look at your taxes that if you pay them a certain amount a year oh yeah and you, you already know about all that
1: I, I heard about i my mom actually sent me like that ted talk yeah. about how you can like write off certain things yeah. and
0: but it's employee. legit, right? It's legit. Oh, it's, so yeah, it's, legit. it's like, <laughs> hey, I want to use the system to the fullest. I just have to have the information. Yep. Or let me go ahead and pay someone. Yep. And they can tell me and or like I put in my, my stuff and then like it spits out. And you're like, oh, thank goodness. Like I right. didn't realize X, Y, and Z. Because there's not. There's like, I don't have time to. I mean, people have a full-time job. Like I, you literally have to go to college and learn. I mean, it's just yes. these huge books. Huge of, savings. Of, I mean, yeah. it's. Well, Books of knowledge, which will eventually lead to you. Well, yes. <laughs> Someone like you getting savings. Yeah. So have you ever heard like it was really interesting. I, I love business. <laughs> um, through some like formal classes and informal because my parents owned a bowling center growing up. Uh-huh. And then like my own my mom in a Christmas shop and all these things. So I love entrepreneurship and small that's why I like talking about so yeah. much. But like how to build a burger, right? So it's interesting with how to build a burger is Sometimes you'll go to a class and like, okay, how much is the bun? How much is the lettuce? How much is the tomato? How much is the labor to put it together? Is it going to get wrapped? Um, How much did it cost to cook? And then you start going backwards. You're like, okay, if it cook, and then when I mean labor, then there's a person there. Is there other people that actually have to distribute the burger to the table? And then am I paying the entire electric bill for the building? How often? How long am I open? Am I paying HVAC? And it's like, you get it and you're like, okay, cool. So, But it, it should like in the small business mind, like then it gives you a good idea of like pro like, like cost because at first you're just like, okay, it cost me like 20 bucks to do this. I'll just, you know, and I want five bucks, you know, or something. But when you start doing that, you get that finite profit margin, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, It's awesome because as your price increases or like you said, different locations, you have it like it's instantaneous. Like if I'm paying an additional three bucks for the beer and I want a profit margin of 30%, you know, boom, boom. Now I know the ticket cost that it's supposed to be. Right. And so it's, it's fascinating to hear people through their journey and figuring that out. Yeah. Um, And like you said, a ton of small businesses at the beginning, like if you've ever watched literally any show on TV. Right. Or, or shark tank the first two or three years they don't pay themselves yeah like you you can't because you have right. to get it off the ground mm-hmm. like you have to get it off the ground initially. Right. so i think that's fascinating hearing what you had to say about uh like i, I love <laughs> i love that your parents are so involved with their stuff oh yeah. I, I think that's so cool i that's like, so cool very
1: lucky with that and and not only like the actual physical labor of it but a lot of their like my I don't know, like if I have a decision to make on on anything or like, should I go up? Should I like just like, yeah, like decisions and business decisions as well, like that I can talk to them about. And um, my parent, my dad's in sales and my mom and dad have I mean, if nothing, they've taught me like such a hard work ethic, like they've tried a lot of things. So they have a lot of knowledge about a lot of different things that are really helpful and apply to me. So it is so I mean, that's another benefit of me living so close to them is like they are just a really good resource to have.
0: What about, um, did you open, like, I think you said, was it 2021? Is that when you started? Yeah. So was that right towards the tail end of COVID?
1: Yeah, it was. And like, I guess for like 2020 ish, even just kind of doing, um, like here and there. And then 2021 was kind of where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting the word out more. I want it to be as, you know, business like and official and correct as, as possible. So Covid um kind of had slowed down some obviously we couldn't have a lot of in person events right and then once we kind of slowly started opening up, um I had kind of been in contact with more venues, so I was like, okay, like I could make a run at this at being like a legit business mm. um setup, so that's when I um did all the paperwork just to. And and I I have like small business insurance like if I ever were to be a vendor at a market some yeah. of them require it just like kind of having cool. those things already done yeah and I didn't know you needed vendor insurance at a market so like, <laughs>
0: I've never heard of that either yeah, that's really like, cool I didn't know that
1: I and I only know that because when I reached out to the one the one that uh, the lady that does them here she does them in uh, at the Niceville by where the old Pizza Hut is that local farmer's market every week oh okay
0: the palm plaza area yes okay yes
1: uh. um they run the ones like in seaside and watercolor as well so she's like well you know to to be a vendor you have to have this insurance just in case if like someone fell in your tent it kind of covers you i'm like obvious (laughs) like why not and that would happen to me probably too so i'm like
0: oh yeah so, I, I can only imagine, oh, uh, oh! I have all, in my head, I pictured all these things. So yeah. does that, have you ever got, um, this is curious. Have you ever got invited to go like at Seaside or watercolor to someone's house and do like a, an event?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So That's I, great. Yeah. I do a lot of private events now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I do get overwhelmed sometimes going somewhere with like painting on their furniture and like that kind of thing that always like was a fear of mine or like at venues, but I kind of think we have a nice setup now where I kind of am just up front. It's acrylic. It's pretty permanent. So they'll set up, you know, where, the, where we need to yeah. be for the event. Um, and we haven't had like knock on, you know, all the sorts of wood yeah. for accidents, like spills or anything like that. Obviously spills, but nothing like too damaging. So. I think
0: more of like, do you remember the TV show called Dexter? Oh, yep, And you know what he did? And then like he would make the whole room plastic.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple of times where I'm like, do we, should we put like a tablecloth on the chairs? Like (laughs) we have trash bags. Like I was really worried, but I think, you know, as long as it's set up in a nice way, I mean, it's good tablecloths and aprons and everything or we have. So
0: that's interesting. So, cause you think about it and from a business standpoint, like, especially cause taxes are important. Um, and like your line items and what you account for is like, since you do do traveling, right. And so a lot of people use transportation for it yeah. is like, whether that's the cost of your vehicle, gas, your phone, yeah. right. Cause people have to call or contact you. Sometimes it's email. So is it a computer too? Like, yep. there's a lot of stuff that people, I think, you know, maybe initially, like I said, not only from the overhead perspective, but what am I using or utilizing that also enhances my business that oh. okay cool i mean maybe do i cover my oil you know changes and everything else under yeah. that because that's getting me to and from do i buy a car and write it off like i mean yes. and then i get it wrapped right you see a lot of those folks that have um i mean you name it or like whether that's a uh like a termite inspecting, pest oh. control, yep. uh, window screen enclosure, you know, Bob's mechanic. And they'll put something on there and it's like, okay, if I'm advertising for that, then I'm going to cover down on this vehicle yep. for that that purpose of of my business. Right. And I think yeah. it takes a while and hopefully not too long for that to click for people.
1: Oh yeah. It, one year is enough. Let me tell you. I <laughs> like, I realized like when we were doing it, Josh and I were doing our taxes last year and there's so many things like your car. And I'm like, Wow. Yes. Like I drive everywhere from my, and from Pensacola to Panama city. So like Ooh. there's, some, yeah, some treks. And yes. so, um, my printer, they're like, you can qualify that cause that's what you print a lot of your samples on. Right. Um, like my website is my, it's a commerce website, but you can technically write some parts of that off. Like just so many things like a business meal. Like if we ate on the way there, dinner on the way back, you know, Not you know, try not to take too much, you know, Josh and I. But like, (laughs) just like certain things that I had no idea to even think about, Mm -hmm. and now I like wrote down every single thing, and now, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna go to a expert, and because yeah, they'll they'll hopefully point out those things and just try to, I don't know, just things I would never even think of. So
0: well, I think it's a bit. uh, So this is why I think it's important, right? So some people are like, ah, money, but listen, it's to sustain that, right? Especially if if the side hustle or business. Is your passion and you want to grow or whatever um, is like, you know, from a financial standpoint is like for sustainment, you have to know all this and do this because if not, you can quickly go under. Right. Right. And that's a huge um, deterrent for a lot of people that have small businesses. Mm -hmm. Right. is like I'm trying. I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get it. Where's my money going? I don't get it. And so it is well worth, you know, if you're not a business person, like you said, a business savvy to have, yep. you know, a partner in crime, if you will, yep. that helps you along those ways, whether you're paying for them or it's a friend. And initially, be careful with the friend side of the house. But like <laughs> that's that's where you should start, right? Like, hey, I, I need something. I need to be able to break these down. I'm a small business. I love doing this. And maybe I just don't have this understanding. Can I self-educate? Do I just need somebody else to help me in general? Mm-hmm. Um, and or do I need to pay for services, right? right. Like just hands down to, mm-hmm. to keep it going because that's what it's about. If you if you right. started it, there's a reason why there's you started it.
1: There's a reason. It. And I think going back to pricing and like tickets, that's something I'm weaker at. Like I don't necessarily, I want to be able to like do it, let everyone come and do right. it. And But you're right, like as a business, if I want to... if this is what I want to do, you know, solely one day, if it was yeah. my only thing, like I need to value that and value that, you know, I need to ask for this much because to make money, to cover costs, all that kind of thing. So I've learned a ton in that realm. You know, if it was up to me, I'd be like, everyone come paint, whatever. But right. then like realizing, you know, you have to be confident in in your pricing and, and where you're getting things from and 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 people will understand that or i hope you know like that's the goal too that they understand that um side of it as well
0: do you have a certain regional area that you're bounded by or is it like if someone calls you in lower alabama you're like cool on andalusia right. or something i'm there is it like Hey, I'll travel like ninety miles. Or is there mm-hmm. anything that you have that's bounded?
1: Um, I I guess not. Technically, I've my when I went and saw my sister, I did an event there in Detroit. It, so, really? Yeah. yeah. So um, when she was there for um, she's uh, she was working at a college, so we did like a bonding activity for all the athletes oh, that's there. Awesome. And yeah, so I mean, I I will try or go anywhere that's you know, but just maybe being a little bit more aware of like including that in the cost or if if they want to do a deposit and then that could cover some of the travel, you know, like having that plan already set up so that I could, if, if need be. Um, but basically regionally, um, I guess, 90 miles is a good from yeah. either side of my house is the furthest I've gone probably. Yeah. Guys, Regular. Of basis. Furthest part.
0: Yeah. So you said Panama city was, like... um,
1: yeah. W- yeah. Where I am, Panama city is actually quite close. Pensacola. Oh. Like oh, I, oh, cause I'm yeah. over kind of by, um, Santa Rosa beach, but right. Pen- Pensacola is the furthest that That's I cool. travel.
0: Have you ever like from the marketing, right? Cause you have drop down and everything, but have you ever had a phone call from a venue like that said, Hey, we're interested in having you.
1: Oh yeah. So when I re- really during the pandemic, like once we were kind of getting out of it, I like cold emailed a bunch of venues and, mm-hmm. and now like kind of flattered, like I'll, I'll have like some, some reach out to me to come do one. Wow. Um, So I feel like the cold emails are worth it. Like I got a <laughs> lot of like no responses or, you know, yeah. nothing, but, but I think that, um, uh, or, they'll have multiple venues. So like I did one here and like, oh, we have this other location in Milton or or in Panama City, would you be interested in that? Um, so yeah, that has happened. And um, because of that, like sometimes, like Garden and Grain is in um, Pensacola p- behind Perfect Plain. Oh yeah. I always mix those up, but it's like a cocktail garden. Oh, cool. And I had cold, like just sent an email out to them And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. I thought it would be like a one-off event, but um, I've been going there for like multiple years, quarterly. Really? Yeah, so so I think starting like small with that, seeing if it goes well, then becoming maybe more regular quarterly or monthly.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. Do you foresee now with your organic growth you ever having to take on somebody outside of your immediate family to help out
1: <laughs> like uh besides my forced free labor uh <laughs> <laughs> that's right i think about it all the time and i i have maybe like a hard time letting go like oh, yeah. i want to you know be the one but right. i think for sustainability for longevity sure. i would love to yeah and like ha- have maybe even like do an internship where they can like learn how it goes. And then if they're interested in teaching some of the classes, maybe they, they could do that as well. Um, I think that would be my goal to maybe grow it, um, into something more than just me for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you foresee that? Like, have you ever done like a trend? Oh, 21, 22, so you have like two years, but like, have you, have you done like any, I know you're not the math person, but yeah. like any charting out of like, okay, well, I grew from I grew this percentage from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. And if I continue this trend or even like half of that trend up, Mm -hmm. I will be at this amount. And then that's when you're like, ah, that's the tipping point or whatever.
1: I would say, I mean, maybe like I'm, once again, Squarespace is like awesome at like seeing even like the graphs of, of growth of sales and, and yeah, I feel like even from last year to this year, like on a graphing scale, it has Mm -hmm. grown a lot. So I would hope maybe even in the next like year, six months to a year, like at least maybe have like an intern or something to, or, you know, just like an assistant to where they could like, because that's something I struggle with too, is like with teaching and then doing the events. Like I want to increase marketing. So maybe doing right. like a social market where that's their only thing is to like promote it right. um, more consistently. Cause I don't post maybe as often as I would like to. Yeah. Um, so I think in some capacity taking on another person in
0: the next year would be a goal. That'd be really cool. So maybe yeah. some of your former students. Oh, I mean like-
1: that would be the <laughs> ultimate dream. Just have like a whole collection of all my old students.
0: That'd be great. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like, I, I can appreciate so much that people take the time and effort and, or that they have the family and friends support mm-hmm. to do a small business. Right. Talk to me about your low times. How did that happen? Cause everyone's oh. had it sometimes six months in sometimes eight months in.
1: Oh yeah. How,
0: how did your family and friends help you get over that hump of or or the dip if you will, of the oh, low times.
1: Right. I try to be pretty upbeat and positive. Yeah. Like, That's, I try to be that as my demeanor. And so really bubbly about it for like, I'd say like the first year, two years. Um, But last year was really hard, like um, doing full-time teaching and doing traveling painter because I was like, I'm putting, I felt like I was putting a lot of energy into both and Mm. like still feeling a little short on both, I guess, in my head, in my head. But um, I mean, yeah, I just probably like listening to me just... like probably like complain about that just being so tired all the time um or if i've had to cancel events if i haven't met i try to have a minimum of seven um that's where i've decided like gas effort labor stencil seven seven people seven people at an event very cool so there have been events where i haven't met that and i feel like in my head i feel so defeated Mm. i'm like and you know, you can't think that way, like there's so much going on. And I think through that, I've learned when times are really good holidays are great times for public events mm-hmm. or like summer, but like July and August are a little hard. Cause it's like right at the end, just like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's probably like my, the lows are like, do I want to put all this energy and never make, feel like I'm making a lot of money or if I'm just tired and I want to be on what I'm teaching. Um, so I feel like last year was just hard in terms of like juggling both. And so like my poor husband, yeah, he had to hear about a lot of that, just (laughs) like me being tired and a lot. But I mean, I guess that would be the main thing or, you know, as small business, if I want to do this, if I'm not into it, you can't, can't call in sick if it's just you type thing, like taking that on um, and, and pushing your events and I'm not in Navarre, but I have an event in Navarre. How do I get people to hear about the event in Navarre? Like that kind of stuff was sometimes a little bit hard if I feel like I can't make be at the top level right. for every aspect.
0: So it's interesting you talk about that. So, because like one of the things I had like on our in our template of discussion is like the trend analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and one of the things I say, trend analysis or seasonal. Mm-hmm. And so have you come to find out in the last, you know, two, two and a half years that you actually yeah. have a seasonal business?
1: I, I think... It definitely ebbs and flows. I now feel a little bit better about my private events have picked up quite a lot to Mm -hmm. where birthday parties are going to happen annually at every, every day of the year. Um, like I think that has definitely picked up, but public events, definitely. I feel there's a trend on, you know, February is really good. Gals nights, date night out. February is a great month for paint nights. Whereas like spring break, a lot of people are gone out of town. They have other activities. So March kind of dips. And then, you know, April, May, they're finishing school. Could be really good, Mm -hmm. like end of school celebration. But summer, like May through July are really good. And then like October through December are like fantastic.
0: So have you taken that into account, right? Like so now you have, because at first you're like, oh, crud, what do I do? It's like my buddy Logan, I was talking to him, one of the things he didn't. He's, he's doing the same thing. Cold calling to, to, he cleans condo like he does used to clean condos. Now he like has folks that do that. He's hired folks, but he didn't know about the whole seasonal thing. So he's cold calling, cold calling. Next thing you know, he's like, yeah, I didn't realize I'm cleaning. What did he say? He started out seven or eight and then like spring break (laughs) picked off or something. And now he's getting phone calls. He's like, Holy crud. I don't have, you know, my wife and I can't do this. I have to hire people. And it just got like really insane. And so like, do you feel more confident and better now that at least you understand that the private events have that potential to just fall into that seasonal trend and like now you can take that like okay as far as financially and all that stuff is that right
1: and i think i'm also more confident in taking on commissions like paintings for people Mm. um or like murals um for public private spaces like that to where hopefully my goal would be like if i'm not as busy in a paint event season like having those to kind of like fill in anywhere or you know, I do have a hard time, I guess, saying no to things like mm. I want to be able to do all of them. But I think that's a really important thing is like, if you're recognizing like, you know, no one's signing up for these events is maybe it's a bad day, like try a different day, like being okay to, to move things around and cancel or not do them as often. Like right. sometimes certain venues really succeed from doing bi-monthly or quarterly it helps the venue better. Cause you know, if they have a person come to work at an event where there's not a lot of people, you know, I want it to be beneficial obviously to the venue as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like being a little bit more confident being like, ah, oh, that's not a great time mm. or, you know, why don't we do it? You know, do it in this, this way. Or, you know, I, I think the minimum I feel proud of, I used to like, I've done events for like two people before yeah. and it's, tiny and so (laughs) very um, intimate
0: setting of two people i mean
1: (laughs) it is good and then i'm like yeah so i think having a minimum uh, like allows you know the venue to know you know if if not we'll reschedule or just you know it does cover my bases and makes it worth the effort because a lot of times yeah it's it's hard to to work and then go to another event sometimes an hour an hour and a half away right and I always want to be really positive and excited to be there. And sometimes I got a little overwhelmed with that. And I think I wasn't excited to go. And when you said like, what was a low, that would probably be it. Like, I just would never want to feel like I don't want to come and do these things because I love doing them. So anytime I feel like that, which has been rare, maybe like one or two, I'm like, no, we got to change something <laughs> up because yep. I never want to get to that point, right? There's only so much like a Red
0: Bull can do for you. You right know,
1: now. yeah, like four <laughs> of them.
0: <laughs> so as we wrap up, we get closer to wrap up. I'm, I'm very curious, right? So like, I think you mentioned earlier, like painting by a twist. And I know there was some big, and that was like a boom for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, have you felt like really like, ah, I really want to be a franchisee person that goes into that? Or you felt like, hey, I just want to continue, you know, with the LLC. Was there any like, you felt like, like, um, allocation of like people that started going more towards that, or was that for like bigger, bigger cities? And you didn't really see that in this area. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you deal with that?
1: Um, it's funny, my uncle, he lives out in Nebraska. He talks about it a lot. He's like, if you franchised it, you could like teach, um, kind of like have a franchise where like maybe retired teachers that are still interested in, mm, in, um, teaching classes, but maybe not full-time, maybe not even part-time like once a month. Um, and I think that's a great idea and something I'm really interested in. I, um, I don't know. I mean, I would love to obviously grow it in that realm. And I think if the opportunity presented itself and like, if I pursued it, I, it could be wonderful, but it, I mean, it is similar. I like the idea of traveling to the spaces, more than they had had
0: actually had venue like like oh it's a standalone yeah right right and
1: so I think I am able to to succeed in my just obviously be with me because of the venues like they're going to be there no matter what they're you know standalone venues and I think hopefully we try to pick days that are less busy for them to get people in
0: in. and then you're like the food truck of, of painting there
1: you go that's their dream I hope I'm like you know, pop <laughs> well, quality.
0: That's why. That's why. Like even talking with like right folks at Third Planet, yeah. You know, and why? Why didn't you want to do that? Because there's so much overhead yep. with food. Like, oh. like people actually have to get certified to do the food, and then yep. I have to clean the dishes, and mm-hmm. I have to cook things, and there's electric and gas and yeah. all of that stuff. So that's the, it's an interesting analogy. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, no. it's just when you're saying that I'm picturing in my head, you're like, yeah, because you're reducing overhead costs because you're traveling, you don't yep. have a permanent, uh, excuse me, a permanent fixture or structure yep. that you have to deal with or whatever. Yeah. I
1: mean, not to say that, oh my gosh, I would just love that. But it does make so much sense where I'm at right now to 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 collaborate because of that. Yeah, like I, I'm i not at a place yet where I feel like we could be 12 month worth a standalone building sure. type thing, like make enough, it would be amazing and fun, yeah. but I don't know that it would be like the smartest business decision. Yeah. Um. So, and and that's another thing, like I've talked about it with Josh and my dad, like they have great insight that I overlook in terms of the fun of it and like decorating my own place would be and running it would be awesome. And we could have all these different things there, but really being like, you know, will it be worth it in the long run? Are you, losing some of the fun of traveling to new places because the amount of people that I've met doing this like I don't think they would come maybe eventually but no one's going to randomly be like hmm let me go out and search for this location where I think they would go get a beer and be like oh there's painting going on that kind of thing I guess what
0: do you think about like sort of a in the middle as like a food truck, but like if you had a trailer, have you seen the oh. sports to go? Oh yeah. And like you have your own tra- like big trailer yep. and you just tote that bet, which again, not yeah. right, the driving part. And then that oh one. yeah. But you tra- you tote that around and then on nicer days you have like an awning, right? So it's yep. like an inside, outside type deal or whatever. And mm-hmm. you so you have a structure, but it's mobile and it's yes. literally the traveling painter and you just get to go around. Have y'all already I've considered that kind of stuff? Definitely
1: or? considered that. I think yeah. that is such a cool idea. And um, I've definitely seen that before. Like people have traveling art buses. Yeah. And, oh really? Okay. Yeah, cool. And, Um, you can like come on or they can go too, And so I definitely think that is something, a nice middle ground, like that I'd be comfortable taking on the, I think the, you know, the overhead would still be significantly less than hopefully than the standalone building type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I do think I've looked at it. I've looked at like spaces for, to rent out and stuff because I would like to maybe do something a little more consistent occasionally, like in the summer, do like an art, um, an art camp where every day they come for a few hours, but that's also something that I could partner with a venue on or, or a, a public location, like just finding ways to, you know, make the things I'm interested in happening, but maybe, you know, it doesn't have to require necessarily my own standalone space yeah. yet.
0: Yeah. There was a guy <laughs> we used to do our t- ironically enough taxes in, uh, in Vegas and he, so once a year this is how he made his money but i can't remember if he retired the air force or not but once a year he would drive to i think it's called sam's town which is a casino and he had an rv and it was like the kind um sort of like what we lived in but like the back was a garage like for toy um it was called toy heller but like you could put a side-by-side or Harley. Oh, Anyways, yeah. that was his office. Mm-hmm. So he had a desk in there, a computer, whatever, and like two chairs, like the fold-out chair. I mean, I was like almost going to prison, but like a visit. But anyway, so it <laughs> sort enough. of felt like that sometimes after the end. Um, so we go there, we sit there, and like he do his thing, and we're talking. And he's like, yeah. And it was, again, word of mouth grew substantially right. for the military community or whatever. But that was it. So like he traveled, did his business. He lived in the front half for I... that, that period of time. He stayed a couple of months knocked out all these people's taxes and then he was done
1: that is i mean if that is not a dream i think that is so cool <laughs> i know a lot of people that like remote work where they get yeah. to travel and that kind of stuff and there you know that is so enticing at times and i mean yeah like also trying to buy a house it's very enticing like just little little trailer is fine with me but yeah but um i yeah i mean i feel like I like the idea of me still traveling around and that could be like a really cool. Yeah, I think it's
0: so funny because in my mind, like I'm so visionary. Is like, that sounds really weird. I can picture it in my head. I'm not visionary like Steve Jobs visionary. (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit. Anyway, so (laughs) like you have this RV or you have a trailer and it's all like that white, like not plastic, but you can do that paint on the wall that you can wash whatever else, like wash off whatever. And then you can actually put the easels on the wall for people to paint, sorry. The canvas is on the wall for people mm-hmm. to paint. So you don't have to do easels. Yeah. So there's that additional space, right? Same boat with the floor, right? So you don't have to put plastic down or whatever yep. else. And maybe you have something that's in the wall that pulls out and that's their... Table or whatever? What's the... No, what's the thing where you put the paint? You just Palette. Palette yeah. yeah. So the palette's like in the wall with the paintbrushes there, right? It's all there. Yeah. So like, it's it's literally like everybody has their little section. They go to it. Here's this. Mm-hmm. You pull it out, right? Like something like oh, this. I love here's that. your brushes here. And like, what? it's all a kit right yeah. there. And then, like, how fun would that be?
1: Right. I mean, they're doing, I like, I've seen mobile bars now where they have these yes. cute trailers and you can, like, rent it for your wedding. I like it. Thing. And, yeah, I mean, that would be cool. And people have asked me, like, f- to do private events, but there's not a location.
0: Like, yes. we've run into that before. Right. So that
1: could alleviate that.
0: Yes. So it's a dual thing because you could technically, if it was wrapped... It's marketing. So depending mm-hmm. on the space, you go, hey, I'll show up, but I, I do need a little bit of space to pull my trailer or whatever right. however big it is. So you park it there. So even if you're in the venue, you could still technically have it parked there as a marketing, right? Like, oh, I love that. Not even inside, but people see the trailer and painter. What's that? And you go inside, and there it is. Or, and or like it's outside, right? So like people see it. Maybe there's some music going. So yeah. Like, yeah. Like whatever. Like I mean. Causes interest. I'm pumped up. It's
1: a big. This is a, this I like really 15% royalty for my ideas. There you go. <laughs> I feel like that's earned. That's a
0: really that's good idea. So, Emily, I, I do I think we're wrapping up. It's it's funny I think this went longer than before. Um my my camera, my camera <laughs> battery. Um, As far as anything else you want to have a conversation about questions, comments, concerns, do you have anything that you want to wrap up with? Cause I do have a question I have to ask you before you leave, but I I want, it's just my special question, but I I want to make sure you have the time. Anything else that you want to share?
1: Oh um, no, I'm first of all, it's just so thankful to come on and get to talk about it. Um, But no, I mean, I just feel really lucky to be able to do it and hopefully continue to grow traveling painter and teaching. I mean, I'm so split. I love, I love teaching as well. And Pet Train Painter is teaching still. So just staying in that realm. But, but yeah, I mean, just really enjoying it.
0: So, okay. So I have some questions. They're evolving. So I'm on stage two of these questions here. So if you had an extra day okay. to live in your life, would you want to live it in the past or the future?
1: That's a really, really cool question. Um, I would say as much as I would probably like, you know, love a, a day I've already had. I think, you know, just a new day. Cause then I could make it whatever I wanted. It would still be special. Cause I would feel like it hasn't existed yet. So I would say I would want to live an extra day in my future.
0: Wow. That's awesome. No, thanks. I, it's literally, like I said, you know, my other friend came yeah. over and his was the past, right? For whatever reasons. Yeah. So I've gotten both all the time. Okay. Like it's so fascinating it's split. to
1: me. I'm very split. It's yes. very hard.
0: Yes. It's fascinating. A lot of folks that have had, um, family members or somebody close pass away or they weren't able to be near or close oh, to them yeah. at the time. will be like, Hey, if I could only spend one more day, you know? Right. Um, and then other people are like, you know, I, I've, I've lived, like you said, right. My whole life, I got it. Um, but I'd be curious to see where I would be, or my children would be, or whatever yeah. in the future. And so it's just an interesting, right? Perspective. I mean,
1: but I lost my grandpa uh, just a little over a year ago, and he was just like the man. And and we were he was in Nebraska, so I am tempted at times, like just one more day. Yeah. But but I mean, yeah, it's like, inevitable. And so yeah, I just you wouldn't want to think like that, like you had to, you know, do yeah. anything again.
0: So. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So Emily, again. Um the traveling painter. Yes. And teacher. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary.
1: Try, try to <laughs> try to be.
0: I wanna uh, thank you very a little emily little yeah right not mm-hmm. emily day emily little mm-hmm. got it we got it we're all there now
1: like funny now or <laughs> verbs, but still.
0: um i really want to uh say thank you very much for coming on people add value experience uh really really appreciate the conversation it was a great joy to have thank you on thank
1: you so much for having me this is awesome
0: absolutely mm-hmm. all right until next time
1: until next time. <laughs>